0: Good morning and good night. It's the Airwaves, the once again weekly show that takes a long hard look at the week's goings on in TV, film, games, and other entertainment things. And it arrives with questions, many questions. But first, all the way from just inside the M25, Alex Fox. How are you doing, sir? Hello. I'm I'm a little bit more than just inside,
1: but I get your point. Um, You're further inside the M25 than I am. Yeah, I'm sort of about four miles from the city of london so mm. that's quite inside the m25 yeah. you're right yeah. Yeah, yeah how am i did you ask me how i was i forgot what the question i did was, no? i did
0: i asked you <clears throat> i asked you how you are i inquired as to your as to your current state of being
1: um extremely busy um work is getting in the way of you know other important things um I tell you a story because uh, it's just Just one of those things that happens to me. But the most important part of this is I actually, I'll explain. We had some storms, you know, three or four days ago, five days ago, I can't remember. But they were pretty bad. They were bad enough to actually wake me up in the night because they were hammering on the windows so hard it woke me up. And uh, you always get a bit paranoid that your roof's going to leak and all that when things are coming sideways. Anyway, so we got through two or three days of that and... No damage. I was like, well, that's nice, nothing to worry about. Anyway, so I'm sitting here on a day of the week because I couldn't tell you what day anything happened anymore. And I had this enormous crash. I mean, proper <laughs> big crash. And I was thinking, oh, my dear. Oh, my dear, which isn't quite how I
0: said it yeah. in my head. Must have been more colourful. There must have been
1: a house. terrible car crash outside my house. Oh, dear. Anyway, so I ran out as, you know, a good c- citizen will do. There's nothing in the street. And I was like, well, what the heck's going on? And I, my neighbour ran out and she's standing there going, what was that? What's that? So I'm like looking around, can't see anything. So then I turn around and I look back at my house and uh, I've got a very big gable on the front of my house, which now has rather less render on it than it did. Oh, dear. <laughs> and that is pretty bad. The bit that really upset me is I've got a new car. Oh, no. Now I've, now I've got a new car that's not quite the same shape as it was when they delivered it about three weeks ago. <sighs> and And, uh, you know, that new car, shiny. I mean, I'm not really someone that gives a damn. I'm, like, almost looking forward to the first scratch so I don't care anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I just thought... That's a little bit more on a first scratch. Oh, no. you know, that won't buff out, is <laughs> my, my fault. But the thing is, I didn't say anything. This is where I'm almost proud of myself, right? Because of, I didn't say anything. And, oh, you can see me on the video camera, actually, just sort of scratching my head in. <laughs> wow, that, that doesn't happen too often. <laughs> and I'm really delighted to say my first words, there were two of them, were, Oh, bugger. <laughs> right, and why that matters is if you remember the far show, Unlucky Elf. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I've always I always do that messing around with my wife. We always go oh booger, right? And at a point of real, you could completely lose yourself for something terrible happening. I actually managed to hold it together enough to just do an impression of Unlucky Elf at the exact moment.
2: Complete with the accent.
1: The accent, the whole thing. And my (laughs) neighbour looked at me as in, what the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) And She couldn't figure out why I wasn't, you know, having a hissy fit. And what was even better, so it proves I've got a good marriage. What I thought is I'd better text my wife because she was at the gym. Thankfully, her car wasn't on the drive because she'd driven to the gym. And I said, look, when you come home, please, you know, don't go into shock. But we've had a little accident. Everyone's fine. You know, blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> and she texted back, "Oh bugger." <laughs> and I just thought, there you go. If that's uh, not the perfect
0: marriage, nothing is. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. So you two, you that's two are obviously. Am, thank you very much. Yeah, you two are obviously in sync, perfectly in sync. Everything <laughs> yeah, else. Thirty everything something
1: else, years, you'd have thought we knew each other by. Yeah.
0: That. Everything else is going horribly wrong but but when something happens to your car you both know what to say to each other to cheer exactly. each other up. Yeah.
1: It was it was a nice moment apart from the fact that my new car's a wreck. But other yeah. than that, it's a nice
0: moment. It's a it's a um I don't know. It's a it's a, it's a story for one of your one of your son's weddings. <laughs> well, maybe our fiftieth anniversary. Or maybe your anniversary, yeah. Yeah and oh, beat that tone! <laughs> yeah, that's what i was going to say. Next up, last but not least, all the way from slightly north of the M25, Mr. Tony Blunt. How are you doing, sir?
2: Yeah, uh, I can't say my week's been as eventful as that. Um, so nothing
0: fell off your house onto your car, then? That's, that's...
2: No, no, no. And um, I mean, the landlord's usually around. So if if it had, <laughs> he'd be there fixing it straight away. Is, is there that much?
0: Well, fixing your car?
2: Well, any, anything that's outside, you know, oh, there right. are cars, other people's cars outside my where my door is ah, so, I yeah. see. Oh, very good. one of those buildings
0: you know <laughs> Right. well speaking of speaking of fixing things making things uh making things maybe maybe slightly better how's that for a segue um it's uh, <laughs> i used to do this every week it I sounds still don't like, actually know how tony's
1: yeah i just know it wasn't as bad as my week well it's,
0: it's, he sounds fine he sounds fine to
2: me are you yeah. all right yeah, yeah, all well, like I say, I'm nothing really to uh yeah. How are so, you, Russ?
0: I'm, Come on, let's really bore the listeners. I'm How fine. You, I'm absolutely fine. I'm a little bit tired, like you. I've got a lot of work on at the moment and I've got I've gotta I've gotta make a trip back over to the big island this week. Um but wow. um nearer but, the M twenty five Well it's well it's closer to yeah. Be, speaking of nearer the nearer the M twenty five, um so it sounds like it sounds like the uh the writers uh the Hol- the Hollywood writers have got themselves a little bit of a uh, got themselves a deal or at least got themselves a um uh, a bit of a deal but uh but uh, where do the actors stand the uh uh, the New York Times has said uh, the resolution of the writer's strike will not restore Hollywood to normal as the union representing more than 150,000 actors SAG-AFTRA is striking separately and has demands uh, that exceed those of the Writers Guild. No talks between the actors' union and the studios are currently scheduled. Why
1: can't the actors just pretend that they've got a deal?
0: Well, they could. Yes, but job, someone's got to write them a script and the, and the writers have only just got back to work. I, I guess we'll be, we'll be waiting around for a bit until the uh, mm. until the actors get uh, get their act <laughs> get their act no, but I, mean, I mean
2: there's there's so much catch up that the writers could be doing in the time while the actors also. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I know the actors also have stopped because you know, they showed solidarity with the writers, and mm. you know, it may not go down well if the writers did do that, but they have catch up to do. Yeah, you know, there's um, yeah, you know, things that can be ready for the actors if and when the time comes that they do have another deal themselves.
1: But, I mean, as a sort of creative, I say that being, of course, I'm a creative, but no one wants to say that about themselves. Even when I'm not working, my brain is ticking over. And if I was a writer, the break from writing the dross they're forced to write on a daily basis, hopefully would have infused them to actually write something worthwhile. You know, the trouble with writing in general and creation in general is, funny, I was talking to someone about it today, but in an artist context, is when you're being paid to do something to just, you know, put the roof over your head and pay for your food, it is important and it matters. But it always takes you that one step away from why you became a painter, writer, or whatever it happens to be, whatever your creativeness is about. And when you get the opportunity for a break, it gives you the chance to reinvigorate yourself and remember why you became that person, why you wanted to be a writer. You know, you don't get up one day and go, I'm a writer. You know, you have to enjoy storytelling or creation or whatever. So in an odd way, a very odd way, this to me could be a long... Well, I don't know how long it'll last, but it could be a positive... Just based on the fact that there's a few people out there that will have their enthusiasm renewed, not for the money and not for anything else, but from the break, from the ability to actually remember why you wanted to create in the first place. Because of whilst you're sitting there for two months or three months, however long it's been, not writing, you know, daytime soap, whatever it is you do, you might be sitting there thinking or writing or you know, doing the thing that got you into it in the first place. So possibly some of these people will come back actually better writers, better creatives for the short term until, you know, the big business wears them down again. (laughs) But for the time being, they might come back slightly better at their job for the fact that they'll remember why they wanted to do it in the first place. Well I suppose there's a silver lining.
0: I suppose there is I think in the in the past when there have been writer strikes and things like that is, is that people have actually just have, have have come up with, you know, decent stuff, decent ideas. And I mean, I think the wasn't the um, I think it was this the, the script for Star Trek Two: the Wrath of Khan was actually or was it was it that or was it or was it one of what's his name's book the books or something that was written during the writer's strike of 1980 something or other. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think if, if if you have a maybe if if you have a break from something for for a while, as you say, you know, if you, mm. it's a, I guess it's a bit like having a bit like having a holiday off work. You you return to work and and then you realise what the hell am I doing here? Um, quiet.
1: <laughs> but in the other way, if you're a creative, yeah, you get into it in the first place. I mean, you're a musician. Okay, the world doesn't have enough of your music, but you are a musician. Now, if you were forced to write jingles for adverts every day, even though it's very well paid and all Mm. the rest of it, you know, after a while you'd get a little bit, you know, your your inspiration would be dulled somewhat. But if someone said to you, could you write a film score for this next blockbuster or something, which I know is something you're you're into, you know, your enthusiasm would, you know, peak. So if you weren't writing music for adverts... And jingles and all the rest of it, and you were sitting there with nothing to do, you might start thinking about writing your film score or music or whatever i think it's i think it's going to be a good thing in the long run
0: yeah well it's 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 certainly given everything a given everything a rest um and hopefully they've got every hopefully the writers have got everything that they that they wanted, and i hope that um I hope that the actors get you know similar. Um, a, a, a similar deal if if indeed the deal is actually any good or whether they're all just so um, you know desperate to get back to work and to actually start earning money again I don't know if they've been you know they've been pushed into
2: I would say it's doing. a very tentative deal from the things I've read about san- it yeah it sounds yeah, like so it. it's They'll come over whatever terms and.
0: But speaking of um, speaking of uh, uh, jingles, Alex, and writing uh, writing <laughs> music for adverts, how do you feel about paying an extra, uh, a whopping two pounds, and forty four, of your best English pence, um, to take adverts off Amazon Prime? How do you feel about that?
1: yeah i i saw this story and i i find it really hard cuz occasionally mainly cuz i'm too lazy to pick up the uh i think it's the amazon prime remote mm. sometimes i find myself on is it called freevee which is an amazon channel oh, app man. thing and it's really, really, really lazy, because I'm an Amazon Prime subscriber, so mm. I can normally watch. So that, I think there's stuff on Freebie that isn't actually on Amazon Prime.
0: Yeah, well, um, there was the, there's the sequel series to Bosch, which is on Freebie. Oh, and I which haven't, I don't know anything about. I haven't watched it. A, because I didn't, I didn't realise until about you know, about six months after it came out. And B, because it's got adverts. I don't so think you, say you can pay to remove to Bosch, the adverts. I, mean, I don't care
1: about this story now.
0: What did you say? There's a sequel to Bosch. There's a, there's, yeah, there's a sequel series to Bosch. I mean,
1: did you, did you finish Bosch? I did, but I don't know what you mean by the sequel. Do you mean the one where he's a
0: private IRA from the policeman? Yeah, it's the next series of books, yeah.
1: Okay, so I've seen that. I thought for a minute oh, I missed something seen. really important. Oh, right.
0: I, I haven't because it was on freebie and I don't think you can remove the adverts. I don't want adverts. Oh. I never want adverts.
1: I'm pretty sure. Mm. Well, maybe I watched it on Freeview then. Uh, I pay Google I mean, to
0: remove
2: the adverts Freebie. from YouTube. But, but then Freeview's only sort of fairly recent introduction, isn't it? So it could have come out before that was a thing. And
0: I think it was a launch thing for Freeview, actually, yeah. the, the oh, Bosch. Maybe. It's a very ah. good, just to let you know,
1: it's a very good series. Is it? Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Well, in that case, I'll, it, I'll seek it out. It's up there with Bosch. in a Obviously, now that he doesn't have the protection of a badge. Yeah. It's it's actually slightly better in certain ways. All right. Because obviously he's, uh, you know, having to do things in a slightly different way. He mm. can't just steam through a door and expect people to ask, answer his questions. Might just sound like <laughs> an advert myself. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. going back to the boring <laughs> part about Amazon Prime, mm. um, I was thinking about it. And on a month, see, I pay for it on a, an annual subscription. mm and I've got to be honest, if it went up by thirty pounds a year or whatever the equivalent is, I'm not sure I'd notice. Oh god, that sounds so arrogant. I didn't mean it to. I just I was pay. thinking I was in thinking. In thing. I don't thing. even look at the bills when they come in yeah. for things like that. I wasn't gonna say you it know? out loud though, Alex. I
0: wasn't gonna say it out loud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
1: no, but generally, say Amazon Prime came up and if I mean, first of all, I only noticed in hindsight. So I will look at a statement and go, Oh, I paid hundred pounds for Amazon Prime. I didn't know it'd gone up. Which is what happens every time my phone bill goes up or anything else. I don't ever look at it until, in hindsight, I go, oh, "I didn't know that going up, but I've already paid for it anyway. And if I did pay for it monthly, I don't know. I might, I might be annoyed by it. But generally, do you know? I I used to hate adverts, and now because of. There's a few things that actually say ITV and Channel Four. Funny enough, there's a few things that I would wouldn't normally watch on those channels, and and UK TV is another good one. I like Yesterday Channel, and it's got adverts in it. And I've actually got to the point now that I don't know I noticed them. So much so as if I record something on the Virgin Box and there's adverts, I don't bother skipping through them because I don't think I noticed them. I just there's a break in it, someone's waffling about toothpaste or whatever it is they're going on about, my mind goes blank for two minutes and then when I see the you know the name of the program jump back up, I watch it. Um I think it's very, very easy to just not notice it. But like I say, I pay for it annually and I would just pay whatever the, you know, the annual price is. But again, if you're adding ads to something that was previously non ad ad revenue and you're having to pay a subscription for it but you know again i use sky channels you know i pay for i pay virgin to pay sky but i pay for sky and they're full of you know adverts and i've already paid a subscription and that's and exactly
2: so, why I don't you know, why I don't go for the the Sky packages and things like that because it's like well if you're paying, you know I, I mean I, I
1: understand that it yeah. would cost you know, a x amount more if they didn't take the adverts yeah. as well but it's just one of those things that I suppose in general there's so many important things to worry about in life that mm. you know if I watched a program on Amazon Prime and it started to annoy me because it had adverts I might get angry but just generally maybe I'm just old and I don't pay attention to anything, which is very probably quite true. But generally, if I'm watching something with adverts, and the most will be Channel 4 and UK TV, I just don't notice. And of course, in the kitchen where I haven't got the Virgin boxes, I've just got Freeview and the Amazon TV thing. You know, other than BBC, everything's got adverts. And, you know, if I'm eating my cornflakes in the morning, I don't even notice it. So... Would it bother me? It bothered me if I noticed, but I'm not actually convinced I'd notice.
2: I mean, I mean my, other, my other thought on this is um, I mean, I'm sure the last time I also go for the annual Amazon subscription, that has already gone up as of the last sort of time I paid through. So I think it goes up on you know, a yearly really
0: basis, yeah. doesn't it? The, the Amazon.
2: Uh, uh... No, I think it, to be fair, it did stay at the same price for a long time, or it mm. seemed to.
0: Was it seventy seventy odd quid, isn't it? Um, a year?
2: Um, I think it was like eighty somewhere in the h's, and that the last one it was ninety five. Oh Christ! But, I mean, every year. I, I will admit, I do. I get it because I also use the delivery side of it, so I, I, yeah, I probably do get get my money's worth there. But well, that's well, the de- I use it that's to the
0: deliver
1: con- business stuff, so it's worth it.
0: That's the mm. that's the deal with it though, isn't it? Is is that you get yeah, you get access extra, to to all yeah. the all the films and the television shows, all yeah. the original stuff, and also you get free shipping, which has yeah. always seemed a little bit a little Although bit that odd. that does seem
2: to be the the availability of that shipping also seems to be diminishing. So like I'm in see, two I'm, minds on this. Yeah.
0: We
1: we'll see the fact, as you pointed out on in DM25. Yeah. You wouldn't believe the amount of things that I can order and it's in my hand within two hours.
0: That's London though, isn't it? Yeah, no, I absolutely
1: appreciate that. But it really, you know, I'm shocked if I actually have to wait to the next day for something to arrive. And yeah, I know it's London. But also, I never really thought of Amazon Prime as, it was just a bonus to my free shipping. Well, shall I say free? My expediated shipping. Clearly, I'm I'm paying for it. But of course, as a business user, that's very very useful. And you know, occasionally I use Amazon Music. There is an awful lot of bits and pieces that come with Amazon that I imagine ninety percent of people don't use. Is it like a, the license fee? Yeah. Well, it it sort of you know it does put into context when people moan about paying the BBC license fee. What you get mm. for that? I mean, you don't get free shipping. I've got to be honest. <laughs>
0: That'd be that be an exciting new development, wouldn't it? Your yes, it would your be, your yeah. new license fee now comes it's, with free shipping. Yeah. From it's Porc- the only way I they condenser. can compete. Apparently. Yes, yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think he's probably done quite well out of it, though. Yeah.
0: Do you know? I I actually got. Um, speaking of shipping, I I got same day shipping on something actually on on the Isle of Wight. I needed a um <clears throat> my uh my kitchen. My digital kitchen scales, which I use um, for um, accurately measuring the amount of coffee I use in a in a V sixty pour over, and the battery went went flat, and it needed <gasps> it needed a CR something or other. One of those. I was about to say a CR seventy eight. That's an old that's an old drum machine that Phil Collins used on India Tonight. Anyway, that's by the by. Um, that was <coughs> played by an ape. Don't lie to me. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, and and the thing is, I I went on to I went on to Amazon to get some get. a button battery or something like that, and I saw all these reviews, which is what happens on Amazon quite a lot. is one of the reasons why I very rarely use it for ordering anything these days, because you look at the reviews, and especially if it's batteries or it's memory cards or anything like that, it, it's always, oh, I ordered it, and this, is, this isn't this is a you know genuine whatever, so that's why I get my batteries elsewhere, and why I order my memory cards straight from SanDisk these days. Um, but yeah, I, I I was pointed towards um, Argos, and I got one of these. Uh, I got a a pack of uh, two Duracell button batteries delivered within a couple of hours from Argos. That's quite amazing. And they don't have a streaming service. No, I'm I'm I count me riveted. Mm. <laughs> I, do you know what? I could probably order rivets from there as well. You probably could mm. actually. Does Payless sure right pay still? <laughs> still exist? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't think um, he does actually. No. Yeah. So are we? Are we? Uh, are we going to pay? Are we going to pay for this then, or are we not? What do you think? Uh, um, like I say, I will inadvertently pay for it because right. I don't give it enough thought.
1: But I can <laughs> understand why people get annoyed about, yeah. you know, these sort of things. I mean, basically, what they should have done is just said, "Look, we have to put it up. We're not making enough revenue on that side. I'm very sorry. It's going up by twenty quid a year. They should have just done that. Been done with it. And don't." Don't actually, you know, section off why you want an extra two pound forty four, because of that. I think is their big mistake.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, I, I I do wonder whether the sort of Netflix approach would have been better. Where it's like they're saying, oh, you can have a lower price, but with ads, but keep the same price, and you you know, that that was more their their approach to it, and that might have been a better way to go about it. It, it looks better. You know. I don't quite understand how
1: the costs have gone up. So tremendously personally but Mm. you know look there's an awful lot in the world at the moment that the word cost of living is an excuse to just up your prices yeah I've got to say as a business person those of us us that just absorbed the extra costs are picking up an awful lot of customers hence why I'm exhausted (laughs) so in the long run it's probably best to just you know just decide that you're, if you can, obviously, if you're right on the bones of things, you possibly can't. But if you can, absorb the costs because a lot of people are taking advantage and and their customers are struggling as well. So if you start taking your advantage a little bit too much, your customers then go, I'm very sorry. I'm just going to go to somebody that, you know, actually respects me as a human being rather than just a cash point, mm. which
0: may happen with this. Tone, you have a section for us today.
2: Yeah, um, so I mean, it was an article I read near enough a week ago. Now. It, it was very sort of late breaking after we'd recorded, or sort of the next day last week. Uh, but it's like, oh, um, Warner Brothers, you know, you are going to take DC Studios, which I didn't think was one of their most profitable parts. To be fair, um, and they they're going to base them in the UK because um, they're expanding a site that they've already got uh, uh Leavesden um so they're yeah they're expanding to add sort of 10 sound stages um add, uh, yeah, the, there's an argument for adding a lot of jobs here as well you know so this is good for the UK creative you know sector because it's investment rather than them sort of you know it probably works out more cost efficient than if they were to you know expand in America but um, yeah, it's Discovery Studios, uh, and they're also going to be basing DC here you know, on an existing site. Um, they're going to—they're f- looking to finish it within a couple of years, so you know, we-, we won't see it straight away. But it's um, probably goes off the back of how many films they've filmed over here recently. So probably a good decision for for us, for for the country, for our economy as well as, so bar- as the actual
0: industry. Barbie was filmed here then.
2: Yeah, and I didn't know obviously that. we've had things like the uh, the Dark Knight films were.
0: Oh yeah, I mem- yeah, I remember those. those were like films that, we're over here. filmed in your <laughs> yeah, neck well, of
1: the woods. The Knight films could be filmed in a normal summer's day, couldn't it? Mm. <laughs> so you don't need any special effects for that. That's so much cheaper. <laughs> it's very.
2: Good. I just thought it was uh, you know the the way they've chosen. My pickup was it's like well uh, they're basing DC over here. I didn't really think the DC was doing well enough. Maybe it's a. Uh, Cheaper way to do it on that front.
0: Well, aren't they supposed to be restarting or sort of rebuilding the DC, the the DCU anyway? Aren't they supposed to be kind ah. of starting again with it or something?
2: Yeah, it's probably a good idea after the way Justice League and such were received. Uh,
0: yeah, because I I've, I always I always thought that the obviously the MCU films have done. Incredibly well, I don't really mm. watch them anymore because I've just completely burnt out yeah on there them, is there,
2: there is a certain saturation even with yeah, them. You yeah. know, the 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 more popular <laughs> ones but, yeah. but when
0: it comes to the d c stuff i've always sort of i've i've always stayed away from it because I've always heard reports that it's just not it's it's not really worth my time mm. um whether that's true or not i I'm, I'm not but sure
2: I, I think they've had the the breakouts have been the standalone things like um joker you know that, yeah. that wasn't part of what you'd call the DCU. It was a, its own separate thing. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. seems to be where they, they get more success with, you know. I don't know whether there's a certain freedom that it allows the directors and the writers, you know, that they don't have to fit with the rules of a universe. Like, like on the Marvel side, yeah. they have a certain Bible of rules they have to fill, don't they?
1: Yeah. Well, technician-wise, the UK has always been, you know, it sounds like I'm trying to blow our own trumpet, but we always have been world leaders in the technical side of movie making. Um You know, the the, the big studios here have always done the the big, you know, the big parts of. I mean, I know James Bond, etc. You know, the fact that he's a British spy doesn't mean it needs to be filmed here. But you know, all the you know, the great big tanks and the sea scenes and the, you know, it's all basically, if it's not on location, it's shot here. And part of me also thinks, you know, is this to do with going to more, well, here we go, it's the AI debate though, but is it to do with going to the more AI? Because if you're in a country where, you know, predominantly the, the actors will be, you're not going to get the same freedom to not use as many of them if you're in hollywood whereas here they're not actually here to be denied jobs so possibly you'll be able to use more technician based filmmaking rather than the actual you know people running around a big plot in the middle of you know some desert with a you know, fake wooden buildings being built up, which is the way it would be done probably in the States. Mm-hmm. And also you got to remember there's very small pockets of especially the technical side of film industry. My my wife's cousin and her husband, she was, uh, well, she still is, but she did what I, 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 I cheekily call the animation. She drew King Kong. She spent, you know, two years with a computer drawing, you know, fur that moved around and all the rest of it for mm. King Kong. Mm. And then they both went to New Zealand to do the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit thing. Oh, yeah. And they had to yeah. live there for about three years. Oh, God. And it's just, there are such small communities that it doesn't matter where these things are made. It's not, I mean, I'm sure there's some really wonderfully clever people in New Zealand, but it, it's not done like that there's a unit of people and wherever you film they move it around the world now surely it's cheaper to if you're going to be using less actors etc isn't it cheaper to st- you know not basically move the units of people to where the actors are. Isn't it better to keep the units of the people in one place and move the three or four actors that you actually need to produce the film? And when I say three or four actors, I'm talking about the three or four main actors. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, there's Kevin Costner's that want it in their ranch because they can't be bothered to go to the ranch next door, that type of actor. So isn't it better to move three or four of them to the production rather than bring the production to those three or four actors? And, you know, maybe... That that's what's going on. It does seem a little bit like um, you know, there's a negative slant on it. But I, I I very much doubt that we're offering them something that's so much technically superior to what they could have otherwise at home. There must be a reason other than the fact that we're as good if not better, but I think there may be um another reason. And you know, this the creative sector in the UK He's incredibly healthy. It always has been so much of, you know, creativity over, you know, just, you know, in modern days since, say, you know, late Victorian, early Edwardian time has been British innovation. I mean, even sort of great film directors and stuff and great film actors. Do you be surprised how many of them that you think American started off here? So, you know, they they may have an interesting accent by the time you get to know them, but a lot of them learn their trade here doing the things that they're taught here, whether it be in theatre on the boards in in the circus, some of them. You know, it's the weird uh, Cary Grant started off literally as a you know, an acrobat circus performer and got taken over to America to do a bit of that in a, a show and they decided not to come home. You know, there's a lot of those stories. Charlie Chaplin. You know Hancock, yeah. you know all those sort of things. Um, well, Hardy, isn't it? Oh no, laurels, Dad laurels. You know, there's lots and lots of that. So, mm. you know, historically, we do have a proven track record of a few good things. Well,
0: maybe just we're a, couple, but a few. Just a few. Well, maybe we're a bit cheaper over here. Or well, maybe the um, well, can You know, maybe maybe the unions case. are a little bit are a little bit easier to work with here or something. Maybe. Well,
1: they, yes, we, we can't talk about the, the breaking of the unions in the in the 80s and 90s. But, yes, <laughs> the unions don't necessarily have the same power as they do in the States. And possibly this is them saying, you know, you can go and strike writers, you can go and strike actors. But yeah. when it comes to it, we're still the ones with the paychecks. So, um, mm. you know, if you mess around, this is what we'll do. Yes. We, Maybe, say we it's, should it's go elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I was is the writers wouldn't necessarily be on this studio type, but, yeah, there could be a possibility of that, couldn't they? if they'd lost, you know, the ones they had over there. It's like, oh, they, we can look at the UK, you know, the industry for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it still doesn't matter if it's the writers, yeah. the actors or whoever. It yeah. is saying, look, no, we still hold the cards. So yeah. if you don't play ball, then we'll just go somewhere. And you can't really go to, you know, a country where English isn't the first language. Yeah. Mm you know and it just makes sense i mean i don't know what the canadian acting community and film making community or the australian but you know we have a proven track record so bring it here
0: yeah but of course a lot of um a lot of american tv show production all moved up to canada didn't it? Mm. you know a lot of it while the strikes were on yeah well the thing is it moved up there and it stayed up there so yeah. a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff was was produced in Canada. I think, I think yeah. you know all the Star Trek stuff, apart from Star Trek Picard. I think all the Star Trek stuff is yeah. is all done up in Canada. I mean, even
2: before that, you know, even in the nineties, the X Files moved up from yeah you know, to Vancouver, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I well, don't know whether that was the result of any strike or no I don't, I don't other know. conditions. You know,
0: because well, Battlestar
1: maybe Canadian.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I don't know. Battlestar Galactica no, was all filmed. Maybe up there he wanted as well. it
1: in his branch. <laughs>
0: Does David Duchovny have a? Uh, does he have a ranch? I've no idea. Perhaps it's, we should get him on the it's, show. It's, we can it's ask
1: called him. a bad joke, my friend. Yeah,
0: I don't, yeah. Much, I I don't know. I, I all the answers to these heart-stopping questions find out next week. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, no, it's it's certainly an interesting an interesting thing to think about. It's it's um, it's well, you know, we're having problems over in the states, so let's just. Let's expand operations elsewhere just so that we can, you know, sort of climb over the various problems that we're having. Of course, they've still got to get the, you know, still got to get the actors over. Um, well, as as we or we've got, we've got perfectly good actors here, of course.
1: Yeah, as long as we don't drop garage doors on their feet, they should be all right. Who who dropped the garage door? Harrison Ford. Oh,
0: course he did. Yes. Oh, and he crashed.
1: Dear me, I'm waiting. Oh, just that tumbleweed was just. He
0: he crashed a plane
1: as well, didn't he? Dropped the garage door on his foot. He's having a good week. He's having a better week than me, though. (laughs) Well, you're probably more busy than he is. I don't know. I don't know what he does in his spare time. You're more. You're more demand. Exactly. I, I, it's good to know. I'm going to put that down on my next
0: website. Yes,
1: I mean more demand than Harrison
0: Ford. More demand than Harrison Ford. You can take you can take that one to the bank. Not sure what okay. they're going to do with it, but um, yeah. But yeah, I
2: think you might get a lot of laughs for that.
0: You might get some yeah. laughs. Yeah. Ooh, oh dear. Much
1: better than cats.
0: <laughs> that's a yeah yeah. That's that's a deep burn. Um, right, shall we move on to what we've been, um, we've been watching, reading, and listening to this week? Alex, if you'd like to... Uh, you, were having, you, were having some, you were having some adventures um, trying to paste this into the doc earlier, but I think you oh, finally you got it in me. the right format. Well, look,
1: see, th- this is a, a double-edged story, because I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, I sort of even thought about this a tiny bit at some point. Did something else possible? fall off your
0: house, onto this?
1: No. no. What I'm really busy doing right now there's a project and I did check because I've been there all day and I thought, has this project been launched? Because I can't talk about it unless it's been launched because it's a quite important project. And I'm on about four at the moment and I can never remember what ones are public and what ones aren't. Anyway, so I'm working on a very large and important Picasso exhibition And, and Picasso happened to have died 50 years ago this year. So there's a lot of Picasso stuff going on, but from my understanding, it's almost a coincidence that this exhibition is taking place because clearly these things take a lot of prep and it's certainly taken a lot of prep at my end. And um, so I've been working on Picasso for quite some time. Um, and I'll be honest, I'd, he was very, very prolific as an artist. And if you work in the industry, I do which is the art word for anyone that didn't realize uh, over the years i i i don't know hundreds maybe getting into the thousand of picasso's you know they're not all great big you know 100 million 50 million pound works i mean fair enough they're not 50 pound but they're not these you know these, these great masterpieces all of them
0: so if you can find um, a picasso for 50 quid
1: Yes, but anyway, you couldn't have got them in his lifetime, at any point of his lifetime for 50 quid or the equivalent. He was was a very famous, he wasn't like the Van Goghs, he was very, very famous at the time of creating all his work. He never had a sort of a quiet, cheap period, it didn't exist. Anyway, so I've been working on this, and I mean, just to say, it's um, in uh, the Ward Moretti Gallery in... I don't know if it's Duke Street or Berry Street, which I should do because I spend so much time in the gallery. But it's in St James's, London, and um, I mean it's it's up now anyway, uh, and it looks really good. And some of that's down to me, which is okay. And there's an amazing catalog book and what have you. It's you know, it's good stuff, and I, I can say that because I did it. <laughs> but, um, it's, yeah, it's Picasso. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's good stuff. I and mean, and you know, even I haven't managed to make it look bad. So that's something. And you know. I'm, Notoriously bad at what I do. But anyway, so I've been inundated of it. And I, I've always, I mean, I'm not saying I found it boring, but when there's so much of something, it it sort of blurs in your head a bit. Now, what I've been watching is the BBC, they've put on episode one of this, but episode two and three are on iPlayer, which is why I've watched it all. And it's called Picasso, the Beast. No, it isn't. It's called Picasso, the Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> The beast behind and, the beauty, yeah. <laughs> and we're quiet. Yeah. And it's not the normal Picasso bio story. This is a, more about the man than his work. Obviously, the work is important. But this is about the man. And it doesn't really pull its punches. And I've always had a slight problem with some of Picasso's... Well, I've got to be blunt. I've been had a problem with a lot of his behaviour. And I've always had some ideas about... You know, his mental health and his, the way he treated people, especially women, etc. And so I've watched this, all three episodes of it. As I say, it's on iPlayer. And um, it's full of his family. Basically, there's people there that knew him, obviously. That he had various families, quite a few of them, uh, because he'd go from one woman, have some kids, find a new muse, basically, you know, I wouldn't say dump because that sounds wrong. He he would keep them hanging on by string because he still wanted the control of them. But he'd move on to another one, and then a similar thing would happen. He, I don't think he necessarily. I mean, he might, may have got bored, but then he'd see someone else that interested him, so he'd move on to another one. And um, you know, by today's standards, you know, I mean, even by this, those standards, he was pretty abysmally behaved in respect to his. Uh, Wives, mistresses, girlfriends, etc., and his kids, for instance. But you know, there there's children and grandchildren, whatever, and it's really candid. And it, you know, there's there's lots of hurt in this, and there's and it's really interesting because of there's hurt, but an awareness of, you know, he's creative genius. For I, say, I I use the word genius because a lot of people use the word genius. Some of it is genius. Some of it isn't. I mean, technically, a lot of people won't realise. But what a proficiently technical, brilliantly skilled artist he was. What people know him for, they might go, "Oh, that's weird." Oh, anyone could do that. It's a few squiggles or whatever. Which clearly it's not. But if you look at his his training and his ability from, you know, eight years old or and whatnot. He, he's extraordinary and some of his early work is it it's stunning I mean actually stunningly beautiful works of art and you and what I like especially as I've been working with so many of his works, what I'm working with at the moment is you've got a lot of his work would be portraits of the woman he was in love with at that point and then you could see a portrait that he did of her when he was fond of her and then you know, we're talking about months and then you'd see the portrait he did of her when someone else had come into his life and his mind was wandering elsewhere and to see the the i know it's a very artistic juxtaposition but to see the difference in how he portrayed them and how he clearly thought about them is when you know the story of each individual person it's actually mind blowing because you are seeing into the mind of a very, very famous person. And you can see it, you can read it. You don't need a book to tell you what happened. And it is really, really intriguing. And and this three-part story just... it, I, I knew a lot of the facts, but when you hear about it from some of the people there or recordings of some of his exes when they were in their old age saying, you know... And it it was the way that no matter how badly they were treated, they were still just in the, oh, you know, like uh, you, you know, everything spins around the sun in the orbit. They were still in that no matter what mm. had happened, even if he hadn't talked to them for years, they were still somehow attracted to his, I don't know, gravity or, you know, I don't know exactly what the word is, but it, it's just, it's incredibly intriguing just as a person, even if it, uh, the the hook is, he was a world famous and very inventive. And you could say a genius, and artist, you, you can not like his work, but you know who he is as a person, but to then see the world that went around him and the fame. I mean, they were saying at, at some points he probably was the most famous person in the world at certain points of his life. And, he would reinvent himself when the mood took him, and whatever he reinvented would then become more popular than what he did previously and and if you just enjoy technical art, you just look at his early stuff and i mean for instance, his first wife there's some portraits of her that are some of the most beautiful portraits I have ever seen, and I'd seen bits and pieces of his early work, but I'd never seen them before, and they it it I had stood back and I I just, I could not believe what I was seeing from one individual. And I would say for somebody I haven't got, I wouldn't have had much time for. I mean, I I despise the way he treated people and maybe I shouldn't say that because of what I do for a living, (laughs) but I cannot, there is no part of me after knowing his word, but knowing the story even more in depth, and speaking to lots of experts, which I have done obviously over the last few months, and debating with them because my background, I work in the arts now, but my background is forensic psychiatry. And that's why I'm trained in. So knowing people is something I do, you know, certainly knowing certain aspects of people. I won't, you know, I'm not a psychologist, I you know, was psychiatry. And so it's slightly different, but I'd seen his behaviors in other people and i'd never seen it end well but i'd never seen i've seen schizophrenics with that level of creativity but it doesn't come from the same place anyway so this program it just you don't even have to be interested in him just to see how a life can touch and damage and hold so many people It, it really is extraordinary and then you know you'll be able to look at paintings that you may not have had much time for. And you might have an understanding of them in a way that you wouldn't necessarily, like the Guernica painting. I always thought, well, people tell me it's one of the greatest masterpieces ever painted. And after watching this, I looked at Guernica and I went, okay, it's not what I'd seen before. And it's not that anyone's told me how to read the painting. I just know the man enough to understand what he was saying, because it's you another language.
2: Perspective, you know. Yeah,
1: but it was like there's a lot about him I didn't like, but the bits he wanted to say I can now read, and it, it it's really quite exciting. So Especially is... as my life is surrounded by his works. That, quite frankly, you know, some of them are interesting, some of them are less interesting to some me. Some of it's, some but of it's now nice, I, so. I've spent all day with them again today. And I'm looking at some things that I've been seeing for months and months. I'm just looking at them differently. And it's made a big difference to what I do. And I just found it a fascinating set of three documentaries called Picasso, The Beauty and the Beast on iPlayer. And if you've got any interest in art, I'd I'd say, if you've just got any interest in people, it's just very interesting and eye-opening to a different, type of celebrity that we have than we have today it's not a tabloid celebrity it's a very different it's a cultural it's a it's an artistic it's uh, an intellectual celebrity that we don't really see anymore so anyway so it's allowed to the yeah. beauty and the beast it's worth a watch
0: it's allowed you to um put the put the man to one side and perhaps uh, perhaps know a little bit more about his uh, a little bit more about his art i guess yeah, but I'm,
1: there's no need to excuse his behavior, which is yeah. which is always was my barrier. Because I used to listen to people sort of, yeah, but. And I'm like, no, you know, there's no yeah, but. You know, if you behave in that way to anyone, there is no yeah, but. But now I've seen his own family and, and people that he'd hurt, but still talking in a way of, you know, there's the two sides, which is what this is, the beauty and the beast. The two sides are the same coin which couldn't have existed without each other and not to excuse each other because no one is excusing his behavior, but they're saying without one, you may not have got the other. And so in my mind, just to summarize, Picasso's signature is on all his artwork, but a lot of the blood, sweat and tears were the women in his life that created it I rest my case your honour
0: yes indeed well uh, you've uh, convinced me I will give it uh, I'll give it a watch I shall certainly give it a watch (laughs) Well, on my uh, on my list, well, though, the only thing on my list uh, that I watched uh, this weekend uh, because I've seen it so many times on uh, come up on Disney Plus, I decided, well, perhaps I ought to watch it uh, is The Menu, which is the uh, the film starring uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ralph Fiennes and uh, sorry, Ray Fiennes or whatever, however you're supposed to pronounce his name, uh, Nicholas Holt and a lot more individuals, including John Leguizamo, which I thought, wow, I haven't seen him in anything for ages. Um, you can say John Leguzamo, but you can't say Rafe. Rafines, <laughs> yes, I'll say it. well it's because it's because you you say it as it's leg legzamo. That's how it is. Is it's, it's I'm i lit, literally looking at it on Google. It's Ralph. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Rafe. Rafe.
1: Yes. Ralph was his uncle. Is well, his uncle.
0: He's still around. Uh-huh. Oh yes, of course you're um yes, you have a you have a connection. Um I have a connection to both. Oh really? Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the <laughs> the uh the um the menu is uh is, is a kind of a it's a sort of a comedy horror thriller type thing. Uh focuses on a young couple who visits an exclusive destination restaurant on a remote island where the acclaimed chef has prepared a uh, lavish tasting menu and hilarity uh, and some violence ensues. Um yeah, it's it's really um it's really strange and it kind of it highlights a lot of this um, kind of, uh, you know, a lot of the rather ridiculous stuff that goes on with food these days. You know, people going to fancy restaurants, paying absolutely outlandish amounts of money for food, which is, you know, it looks like someone's just, you know... Spat on a plate and put some um, put some peas on it, that kind of thing. I mean, that, uh, literally, it's one of these one of these things. yeah you've been to the same restaurants as me. Though. Oh well, definitely, yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I have I have eaten at a couple of rather uh, rather fancy restaurants, and some of that stuff that is absolutely tiny and goes on the it does actually taste really good. It's it's actually it's actually quite nice. But you know, stuff like um, you know, I mean, it, the, the Nicholas Holt character, you know, the first the first um, the first uh the first course arrives or, or something like that and and any he, any he bats um Anya taylor Joyless uh, joy's um hand away and and the first thing he wants to do is take a take a picture of it first it's like <laughs> taking a picture of absolutely every single piece of food i mean we've all been um i, I think we're all uh we're aware that it happens. We're, we're none yeah. of us would ever admit to doing it. But we're we're all guilty of at one point or another taking pictures of food because you kind of think to yourself, "Well, that looks quite nice. I'm going to I'm going to tell my friend that I've got this because they haven't." Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it was really well uh, it was really well done, and it has there's a couple of there's a couple of moments. I mean, it's it it's a bit of a horror film, but there's nothing gratuitous in it. There's no you know nasty. Alien esque body horror or anything like that. It's it's um, it's quite an enjoying. It depends if you're a vegan or not. Quite an enjoying <laughs> Well, quite. Yeah, yeah. There is uh, there there are uh, there are scenes of meat being served. So if you don't like that, then the menu is, is there a helpline that you could guide me? It's not. It's not for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you've type, been affected, type, type. I think you've seen them. <laughs> yes. Call the helpline on oh. one two three. Listen to the speaking clock for a. I don't yes. know, couple of minutes. That will calm anyone down. Is the speaking is the speaking clock still going? Is it still a thing? I've, I've no idea. Yeah, that's a very
1: interesting question.
0: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I don't know whether the speaking clock's still going, but the problem is, it was so damned expensive I mean, when dial you a did. Dialer disc is definitely on. Dialer disc is gone. Yeah, yeah. But when you <laughs> when you. When you used to phone up the speaking clock, it was so. It was called you know, Tim when I was a kid. It was expensive. It was so expensive was, when you it? when when you dialed it. I don't I don't want to, I don't want to try it. Just in, yeah, just it's in probably ca- one pound eighty a minute or something. Well, that's, that's that's what I'm thinking. I mean,
2: and that was even with the sponsorship they used to have. <laughs>
0: the time sponsored by Ecurist oh, yes. will be yeah, exactly but the third stroke. The time <laughs> sponsored by Ecurist will be nine two. <laughs> And forty seconds. Yes, mind the gap. No, you didn't <laughs> do the beep. So it just doesn't feel right without the free beep. beep. Beep, beep. Yes. Um. Yeah. But anyway, the menu. Um. Very good. God, our, on- our American listeners are confused. It's do. You- <laughs> do Americans have the speaking clock? I don't know. But anyway. Know they do. They, they do. do. Oh,
1: yes. Wow. I, I. I was listening to something a while back, and it was like wow They're, I mean obviously they got the time wrong but you know that's, so that's so do, they, do, issue, do they have yeah. the time in America do they, have they got that far yet yeah yeah well they got the time but they, they don't get it right and they they had yeah. minutes and that well they don't have minutes they had hours to it I don't know how oh, they managed dear. to do how can you carry on if you can't get the
0: time right yeah well I hear they say the date in the wrong order as well they say the month oh, first rather than well, the day you know. You know, they're, mm. they're, they're still working out how to read the parchments. Ooh,
2: yes. <laughs> um Maybe that's a problem it is the parchments are going that far back.
1: Maybe. Uh, that's free that's three hundred and eighty million listeners
0: we've lost. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Sorry, it's still fifty trillion left. Um yeah, we've still got the comedians. <coughs> yeah. Um oh, seven of them. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's uh that's the menu on Disney Plus. Highly recommended. Um, and it's a fox. It's a well. It's, is it still called Fox Searchlight, or is it just called Searchlight? I think that I think when uh, when Disney bought 20th Century Fox and and I think they got uh, they, yeah they they, they, they got cut fox. the fox
2: from a lot of things didn't yeah. they? They so, got search yeah. they
0: got searchlight uh, cut price yeah. you buy two buy two you get one half yeah. so half so that, price.
2: So now it's 21st century. It's not. Yeah. yeah, and it's just, just
0: search some searchlight pictures, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Well,
1: you know, here's a spin-off story, just because you mentioned Fox. Uh, Murdoch yeah. has finally stepped down as the he has, head of he? Fox.
0: Mm. Fox.
1: Yeah. I was about to say Fox News, Fox everything. Fox
2: News. So yeah. to, to leave his son, you know, yeah, so yeah, will exactly. it be more of the same? Or? Yeah, mm. you
1: know, Rupert too. Yes. Electric boom, boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean... I mean, he must be about 130 now, so well, yeah. you know, fair enough. But I, I, that was that was a surprise. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll still be pulling the strings even after he's gone. But oh, I'm sure yeah. he will
0: be. He'll be pulling the strings for as long as he has strength strings to pull, strings to pull, and strength with which to pull them. Um,
1: yes, exactly. I'm not
0: saying anything. He's got too much money. Well, perhaps he's yeah. Perhaps he needs to. Uh, perhaps he wants to spend more time with his money. I don't know. Well, maybe Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> but uh anyway tone you've um you've been watching something and soon i mean it, hopefully i i get to watch it before i have to pay an extra two pound 44 to get it without adverts
2: yeah it was um so yeah that's the clue it's on amazon prime it's mm. um, it was good omens 2 which is uh the sequel to the rather successful um you know series good omens that was the was it Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman? It wrote is. The original? yes. Yeah. yeah. Now that um, is
1: a writing
2: duo, isn't it? Yeah, it yes. is. Uh, yeah. And I think I think they did exhaust everything that Pratchett had been involved with in the first series. Mm-hmm. So it's like
0: Douglas Adams on Speed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. With <laughs> yeah.
0: a few more yeah. turtles. It, yeah. <laughs> uh
2: but yeah, it's like, yeah, so this is sort of I think a material that they'd planned for a sequel. Uh, before Pratchett's passing, but um, it had mainly, you know, so, so it's sort of from the notes we made. Uh, yeah, a good a good strong second series, I thought. You know, it was, you expect the same thing of David Tennant and Michael Sheen. You know, they, they play off well together, and um, a lot of the cast from the first series, a sort of guest cast, they seem to return as different characters, which is sort of slightly oh, really? confusing, but I did enjoy it. Slightly yeah.
0: anthology-esque then, I guess, is it? Mm, yeah, right. yeah. I really yeah, it enjoyed like a spin-off I, of a Beatles album. Yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed but, the. Um, I really enjoyed the first series. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. But uh, yeah, and it's
2: it is the same idea of the you know the battle of heaven and hell and all this.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. Um. It's it's still got John Hamm in it again. Yeah. You know, so
0: I was about to ask: Is he is he still in it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but again, he sort of he sort of is the same character. Sort of.
0: Hmm. That's all
2: I'll say. I don't want to
0: spoil. Uh, right. it. Okay.
2: But yeah, it's so, like yeah, no good. You know, good second series. Uh, I think it was only six episodes, so it was sort of very bingeable. Uh, I, I think I did it in two days, two afternoons of watching. Oh, blimey. So
0: yeah. I, I don't know how I don't know how the two of you feel, but when I when I'm faced with a a series like that, I kind of there's there's a sort of an an, an inner struggle about. It's like, well, I've got six episodes. They've all been released. They are all available to me. Should yeah. I watch it all, uh, all together? Should I do it two episodes at a time? Should I do one episode a week? Mm. And sometimes I end up sort of just blasting through this stuff and just uh, it's like, yeah, that's it, done, finished. Yeah,
2: I mean, I mean, on on the first stint, it was like sort of oh, it was getting into the evening of, you know later than I thought, and I had something else to go and do. So that was really the main reason I cut it off. It's like, yeah, but I got halfway through, and you know, it hadn't felt like it at all. And it's like, oh, it's like, yeah, I was, I was enjoying that. It's like it felt like it had been twenty minutes. No, it had been three hours.
0: Uh, you'd started, I mean, so you finished.
1: <laughs> I generally don't make decisions. the The show makes the the sh- the, the decision for me. You know, yeah, we, by the quality
2: we, of it. Yeah, yeah
1: we, the bear. You know, we were talking about the other week. Hmm. You know, the, 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 another cooking. I was say, it's going another cooking season. show. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had it recommended to me, and I sort of sat down with no intentions of enjoying it. It was like, well, this sounds like something I'm going to, you know, watch a couple of episodes of out of uh, politeness from the intelligence of the person that recommended it. And the next thing I know, I'm going. I've got to go to bed. I've got to work in the morning. And I'm thinking, well, could I watch one before? No, 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 that's stupid. No, I'm not going to watch one before I go to work. But I cut my work day short because I, all day long I was thinking about, I wonder how that goes. I really need to know. And it had that sort of effect on me. But then Star Trek, Wibbly Wobbly, whatever the new <laughs> one's called, I can't know what it's called. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it got off very good and I quite I like the characters. It's the prequel one, whatever that's called. Strange anyway, New World's not Wibbly that's Wobbly, yeah. Yeah. yeah Wibbly Wobbly. Yeah. It's as, as good a title. It's a technical title. Anyway, I yeah. I and I sort of I watched a couple and yeah, they were they were fine. I like the character I like the captain. I like his um sort of the the twinkle in his eye and the, the sort of the comedy factor of it, if that makes sense. And um you know
2: Yeah see so Johnny but, Bravo hair, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean just the, the all the characters are actually They're actually really strong, and there's not too many of them which I like as well, so I can actually follow what's going on. But I started watching sort of one of those every few nights, and then I'll fire up whatever it is it's on. I don't even know what it's on. Is it Paramount or Disney? I don't know what it's on. But, yeah, whichever one it is. And if I inadvertently turn it on, it's there going, you know, do you want another episode? Oh, I forgot about that. But there's nothing wrong with them, but they don't make me want to sort of one after the other it's like a you know <laughs> i look at it as certain sweets there's certain packets of sweets that i know if i buy it i'm going to go through the whole packet right so occasionally i buy myself a bag of humbugs because i know i'll only ever eat three at the most and that's how i work on my i was about to say television watching but i think that gives my age away i tend but to do the same with how humbugs. it works yeah. i don't choose whether i binge something it
0: chooses for me yeah. well, you mustn't chew humbugs either Cause,
1: I think that that's, that makes a little even less pleasant taste in the mouth, but just enough. Yeah. You know, enough is enough of humbugs. Yeah, and it seems to be the same about Star Trek Wibbly Wobbly. Enough is enough. <laughs> 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 oh, they can a, put that on the side of a bus.
0: Yes, I'm sure they could. I'm sure they could. <laughs> yeah. Along that with Answer Mouth. I, mean, uh, I mean,
2: at least the title does have a W word in it. It's like strange new Wibbly Wobbly. Yeah, strange oh, new.
0: Yeah. Nice. Well, that'll be on its way back as soon as they've um, you now the writers are back, or the writers might be heading back if this mm. if this deal goes through. Maybe the actors will find themselves some. Uh, well, maybe, maybe these companies the will find Star some Trek? money down the um, down the back of the sofa or something, and everyone will get paid what they are owed. Do we was right? Did anyone ever finish the other Star Trek
1: with
2: Oh the- Discovery? Yeah, the Discovery. one with a girl with yeah. a man's name. What was um, it? I mean, w- weirdly, I think I I sort of stopped watching that once it wasn't on Netflix. I, I, I mean, I could catch up because I've got the Paramount.
0: Yeah, you missed much. I'm yeah, you know, it. i have just been more
2: interested in Lower and Strange New Worlds. You know,
0: of all of the no, new, because I enjoyed
1: it, but I just yeah. again I forgot to watch because it didn't make me
0: want to watch. Of all of the new, of all the new Star Treks, it's. I mean, it gave us, it brought Star Trek back in a, in series form, and it also mm. gave us, you know, Anson Mounts um, casting as uh, Christopher Pike in the second series, and it obviously yeah, it gave that's us where
2: it started, and then it, they yeah, and it yeah, gave us could...
0: um, it gave us Strange New Worlds, which is great. I and and there's plenty of people who really enjoy it, really like it, really think it's an you know it's an important series. I don't. I don't like it yeah. at all. I th- I think it started off reasonably, and it's just just after series two, it completely dropped off yeah. a cliff for me. I d- I just I mean I watch it yeah. because it's Star Trek, and if it's if something's got a Star Trek logo on it, I'll just watch it. But I just um, you know, there's plenty of people who enjoy it. I am not one of them, sadly. I mean, I'll uh. I'll watch this next series, which is going to be out. What is it? Is it is it this year? It's it's gonna be out, yeah I suppose this, yeah, yeah, and this will be the final the final series, um because it's I mean they said it was i, d- I don't know if you can call it a cancellation' cause it's just it's just coming to an end, I don't know if it's was the
2: planned um planned ending of the show, wasn't it, they planned from the beginning to do the five,
0: really that's uh, why I ke-
2: that's why I kept um so I kept reading anyway so. yeah yeah i I mean the. It's like a natural end, though, isn't it? It's, next, you know. to
0: Star Trek: The Next Generation. There, I think they were all they were going to try and get eight series out of that, weren't they? But they didn't. They didn't manage it. Um, well, they did
2: eventually. It was just called Series Three of Picard.
0: It was called Series Three of Picard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, uh, and since <laughs> since then, every every series, well, the three the the three best series of of, um, of Star Trek have always had seven series. Um, Enterprise only got. Was it four? Oh, um, yeah,
2: they had plans for the, they had plans for the fifth, didn't they? But they never got to. Yeah,
0: actually... yeah, there was supposed yeah. to be a Enterprise, refit. Was that refit the one with Quentin Leap fellow? It that. was, yes, Scott Bakula. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. The thing I like about this new one, Wibbly Wobbly, it's it's almost Star Trek light, if that makes sense. Mm. You know the 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 one. Oh, the one we were talking about and of course i don't remember the name of anyone the one that you know you hate the last series or whatever that is uh strange no i don't know what it's called anyway discovery is that what it's called it it's it's trying too hard it's like because it's further in the future they're going even more fantastic and fantasy wise Oh, you you're know, talking
2: the, after the time jump thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it, all, it's yeah. all
1: too much. And this, because it was pre-Kirk, this one, they're they're holding back on the the silly storytelling. They're holding back on the right. We need to do something so futuristic. So what are we going to do? We're going to have to bend time, bend reality, bend this, bend that, bend the. Other, you know, and it's all about how far can we push this and how grisly can we make the monsters, right? Whereas this, because it was pre Kirk, pre original Star Trek, it's, it's got less characters in it. And you know who these characters are going to be in the future already. Mm. And it's like a really pleasant, you know, prequel. It's like um, I like Endeavour because I know he turns into Morse. Mm. You know, I mean, complete change of
2: you know, yeah. genre. No, it's the same idea though, isn't it? It's yeah, exactly, exactly that. That. yeah, it's yeah, the you, general, off. yeah. You,
1: you don't need the wham bang big. Everything has to be majorly exciting. You've got three or four characters in wibbly wobbly that we know what they turn into in the original star Trek. And so you, it's, it's far slower and more gentle because it's character based without having to learn the characters. Which is really, really clever. Cause we you know, Kirk is in it, you know. And Kirk's yeah. brother's in it, isn't it? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked how yeah. they,
2: they sort of slowly drip feed the original series characters like, Oh yeah. Her, her, her I mean, is there. Exactly. You can Kirk see Kirk kinda comes in later and then there's another one right at the end of them. Yeah, and the you Kirk can run. see
1: mm. Spock developing into Spock and and I really like that and it's such a because you don't need all the flashes and bangs to make it work and that's why I think I like it so much i mean like i say it's not majorly exciting but other than the one with the you know the cartoon things that you watch everything has been a story that has made sense um, this captain is you know he's a gentle fellow uh, he seems to care about his, I was about to say his staff, but you know what I mean? He seems <laughs> to care staff. about his crew. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he's, he's sitting there and, you know, they haven't got all the technology and, you know, can they save this person's life? They go, you know, the doctor and his nurse, they do their best, but they're still just a doctor and nurse. There isn't a zap that it will definitely be better in five seconds because they haven't got all the technologies. And, So it's less fantastical and it's more character driven. And the characters they've introduced have been really good. Like I say, that doctor and the nurse, they're really good characters. They're really, they're complex and likable. They're, you know, like for instance, a nurse, she started off as a, you know, I'm going to treat men this way. I don't want any, you know, I don't want relationships. Men are just for a bit of fun. I'm not getting involved. And then, I don't want to spoil it for anything, but she develops. The Doctor mm. develops an incredibly brilliant dark side, mm. you know, and it's a fantastic character. Um, the security officer, and I can't remember her name, the one that came <laughs> from, the yeah, Lan- British girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, La
2: Union Singh, so she has, you know, callback to baggage.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's, and then, you know, this, Tough Girl, you get the episode mm. with Kirk, I can say that, mm. maybe an alternative universe, who knows. But you, you find the human being, well, I don't even know if she's human, actually. you yes, find is, yeah. <laughs> the person under the security officer. Mm. And, you know, there's a point where she said to tear, and it's one of the most powerful points of the whole of the thing,
2: yeah, because previously up to that, she'd been this hard, you know, chip on her shoulder about her own yeah. name and, then name and background. At, yeah. yeah, and
1: you just look at her and you think, in my mind, I mean, this is condescending in every respect, but it's who I am. I went, oh, you poor love. <laughs> and I really meant it. Yeah. And I was like, thinking, hold on, I'm watching a TV show. Why am I getting so involved? But it's, <laughs> it's that type of program that allows you to, because mm. it, it's not always about the story. The characters are as important, if not more important than the story, and that's why I enjoy it, which is not what we're talking about and I did mention it i think week one, so I'm just going background
0: it's um yeah strange strange new world is a is certainly a a step up. Cause, as as i say there there are yeah. there are characters on discovery I don't even know their names that's mm. it's it it it's just it's um yeah. Yeah I'd,
2: I'd say I would say that as well and it's like I liked what well, I have watched of discovery but yeah. I'm liking these this so much more
1: this is yeah definitely better this is definitely they're better. all they're all people mm. they're not just superheroes they're not just you know you don't see a character that you know will never lose because the whole story is about this person being you know the greatest of everything that even spock in this is as flawed as I've ever seen him mm. And I really like that. It's it, there. Still, there still isn't.
0: There isn't quite the amount of meat in the stories that I would that, that I would prefer. Yeah, you know, I get that, but I think
1: it's because it's more. It's leading you to where it all started, and I think you can't do too much with these characters on the basis of, you know, who they become. Yeah. So you can't do anything. It, it's sort of the what. I mean, I can't. I don't want to speak for Carl and his absolute hatred of the new. Star Wars, Wars. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I I knew it was, I just wanted to make sure in my brain. It's about when you do a prequel and you push the characters to a point where you think, well, how the hell did they become that? If that's what they did then. Mm. You know, it doesn't make sense in the story arc, if that's the right word. But in this, it all makes sense. And but because they're not pushing it, you're they're allowing you to grow. With the characters who you know, it's it's the weirdest thing to know who they become before you even know what the show is. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. But I think they've done it really gently, and and you know, I think it's really important. And I think it's an important part of you know the Star Trek legend. I mean, and I, I like the way they've done it. And no, it's not wham-bam and exciting, and you know, well, everything I've seen isn't. I haven't seen them all, but I have seen most of them i think not not all and of it um, not all of it is no but like i say I've after the cartoon one i've enjoyed them and that cartoon <laughs> one was just weird because i didn't understand until i spoke to you guys what the heck was going on it's,
0: it's just it's just reference after reference after reference yeah. and it's and sometimes it's sometimes it's very good so i mean this <clears throat> the most recent episode uh the last week's episode i didn't think it was up to much but it has you know, it it has it's it's done okay. It's, yeah, it's all good. It
2: adds out background of um, doesn't it for for, for the Orions? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it gives you backstory of something that was there since the original, but we didn't really have much yeah. detail about. Yeah. See
1: what I like talking to you two is you give me all the facts about even the things I'm watching. I still don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the thing is, i think I'm the only one on this show. I'm the only one. Ever been on this show that media is something to sort of pass the time and wash over me and just give me something else to think about other than the complicated things of life? And I can watch something and 10 minutes later completely forget I've ever seen it. Whereas you guys will know the nuances, you will know the characters, you'll know the stories, the backstory, the forward story, the you know, whatever their shoe size is.
0: And I can't even remember the name of the show. Some of us, Alex we commit to our obsessions and that's <laughs> that's, that's how well, we that's
1: very very important give me a week and i'll forget that, who yeah.
0: picasso is that's that's <laughs> how we that's that's how we roll
1: isn't <sighs> he the man that they they made a citron from what picasso <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes
1: and i only know that because i had one it was horrible you had was it
0: all oh, right okay okay i'll remember that next time i'm in the market for a car
1: um, um like you can buy mine, it's just a bit flatter than it was when I bought it.
0: <laughs> I'm pick, I'm it goes on the
1: bridges a bit better now though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking up a new one on Friday, so I'm not gonna um <clears throat> you can you yeah, can't park it outside my house until I've had no, the front reader. I'll make sure I don't park it outside your house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. Right. Well that was that then. Um two thousand <laughs> two thousand three hundred and sixty bars in logic. We are uh we are done. Gentlemen, we are we are done. It just it just remains for me to ask you where we can find you, Alex. Where can we find you, sir? Inside the M25, um, yeah. A well, it nails Fox it down.
1: in London, which is a bit of a giveaway about where I live. Yeah. And my name, A Fox. Yeah. Is that yeah. on Twitter or something? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I was about to say at gmail.com, but I made that up. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. So that's not my.
0: Address. I have your Gmail address somewhere, but I don't think uh, I don't think you want yeah, well, to broadcast. I don't broadcast. Know my Gmail address is, yeah. either. But
1: yeah. I have to use it to sign into this document. Indeed, but not, I Indeed. It is. Yeah. Anyway, so whatever I just said, a fox in London. Awesome, awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Well, um, jolly nice to speak to
0: you. Hmm? Jolly nice to speak to you. Yes, and and you, sir. Tone, where can we find you, sir?
2: Um, again, on the former Twitter X, whatever <laughs> Tone Seven X Twenty.
0: You've even got the new brand inside your um inside your, your username. yeah because I'm
2: I'm sort, sort of migrating a bit over to Blue Sky as well. But uh, so it in was there. it town yeah.
1: Seven Twitter Twenty before
2: the artist formerly known as <laughs> the yeah. artist formerly yes, known. well
0: up. you had an underscore in your username didn't you? But they got rid of that. Yeah,
2: and then they made it unnecessary and
0: yeah. Oh, dear. Well, you can find me on threads at SF Drummer. That's all we have for this show. If you want to get in touch, drop us a line at airwavesshow at gmail.com. I think that's still active. Or you can leave a review uh, for this very podcast. Good or bad, Carl enjoys them all. All of them, all the reviews he needs all the reviews. Yeah, so um, speaking, of, speaking of Carl, he will be back next week to, um, to present this. I've let it meander along a little bit. I know he likes to get to, get, get to bed and get his beauty sleep so he, he can get up early in the morning but uh, but yes, we, we, we like a good, a good discussion here. Um, but yes, we will be back hopefully next week with another episode of the Airways but until then, take care everybody. It's been a pleasure.
2: Bye-bye. Woo-hoo.